0: Welcome to She Offer International, the podcast, the space for the 21st century young lady. Get ready to be inspired, equipped, and empowered to take the next steps towards achieving your career and personal life goals. Warning: This is a high-performance soul. This week on She Offer the podcast, our guest is Dr. Kisuwa Enini. Quantity surveyor and construction economist turned businesswoman. She is the owner and manager of Maki Yep Clothing. She gives the most insightful advice on running a business. We hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as we did sitting with Dorcas. This is Ajaywa, your host. So it's good to have you on the She Alpha podcast. Uh, Today we are speaking on the topic of women owned SMEs and we are very privileged that you made out time to speak to us on on the issue of women-owned smes
1: well thank you for having me
0: okay so just to give some perspective um, smes are small to medium scale enterprises and they form the largest part of the global economy and especially in africa and ghana to be specific it's an essential part of our economy it really contributes largely to the economy and globally women own a larger part of smes so we want to start from the point of the value women own smes at the global economy because we have already established that It's a huge part of the global economy, it's a huge part of national economies and women are those mostly found in that sector. I just want you to touch on the value that women on SMEs have on global economies. Okay,
1: and their value is huge, but it's not really seen or felt. You see, for the um, the women in SME, they are lots. So the, from the one growing the tomatoes, the one selling the tomatoes, to the one processing it, and then the one after processing selling the processed tomatoes. You see, it's a chain. But because they are small, they are in smaller portion. It's not feels like how like, the empty Ghana Ghana's present is felt. But collectively, they do majority of the work. Um, they employ themselves, reduce um, unemployment. And you see, for women, too, they can do anything. Not like the men. Who due who to let the sometimes they're pride and ego. They're like, okay, ask for a man. I can't do this, business. But when a woman makes up her mind to do something, she's in full force. And they really work hard. See, when you see a woman selling, let's say, um, watermelon, in the last year you say, oh, watermelon is not heavy. I tell you, if you are the one helping her carry it, you really feel the impact of it. So these women, from the seller to almost those, even in the bank, they are really doing their portion. They are really. Doing what they are supposed to do. But because they've not under the legalities to it, so they are, their presence is not relieved up. But if I tell you if Ghana's economy is to really move forward, it depends on them. If it's to collapse, it will depend on them. So yes, they contribute a lot to the global economy.
0: Okay. So we've seen that women increase the rate of employment by first of all employing themselves and then employing others and giving other stuff the the chance to also earn a living like they are okay so um in the wake of the pandemic and the situation we are living in currently so many businesses have been impacted and most of them are smes you know even large corporations have been really affected. So you can only imagine what um, small scale businesses are going through. Now, we just want to touch on how the supply chain has been affected and then daily operations and how it has been changed. So um, in our earlier discussion with looking at how you are even sourcing your your items? To so briefly touch yeah. on that, what the supply chain now looks like in the daily operations of of SMEs.
1: Okay, so for those two import goods from outside the country, now because um because of the pandemic, you can't go for your staff and you can't order for them to be brought. So unless it, let's say, essential services needed now for things that are needed in the health sector. Now, when you give the order, they'll bring it. Uh, if it's clothes and let's say make up and those it, it will take a while. So if you were to bring it outside the country, now you are not able to bring it from there. So now you have to look for other means to get it. And because of that, and people's income have reduced. And secondly, because of the pandemic, people are not going to work. They are not making the profits they, they always make. They are depending on the you'd expect them to be slow a bit because if the person had 10,000 and have 10, let's say, 2,000 or 3,000. Now, the capital has reduced, so I'm spending their capital. And you know, women, the stuff we buy, most of them don't have this But I tell you, it it gains a lot because if you take, let's say, 500 CDs and you tell your husband, you can go and buy pepper, you take it out from the 500 CDs. The pepper seller doesn't give receipt, but Mm. you've made an Expenditure. expenditure. Uh-huh. So, yes, so now people are spending their capital. They're not getting the goods they want. And number three, and the prices of goods are expensive now. You see, we live in a country where our exchange rate is not constant. Even in the pandemic, you would expect that at least it will drop a bit. That is not dropping, it's still going high. So, those who are able to even get the stuff are increasing their prices. So, in the midst of the pandemic, the prices of goods are increasing. I think last week, last week, is they increase the prices of fuel. And you know, when they increase the price of fuel, it affects everything. everything. Uh-huh. So, in the midst of the pandemic, it's also things are also increasing the prices of things are increasing and then for the supply chain apart from the people who sell food 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 that is normally grown in here or because and the people are buying the stuff, fertilizers the are for food, the, the things that remain constant. But for other sectors, things are changing. So, for I so have to buy from somebody who has come as a I've gone for it myself. And they made the decisions myself, the choice of things I want myself. Mm-hmm. So, for those people who are here, yes and for the dressmakers, you see if somebody is into fashion design and this those who so good now people are not even going to Ah, uh, so for hmm. them now they are like the red bar because now people are not sewing those who are people are sewing a feeling those who have already sewn their dresses are not coming for it because they feel they want to wear it to anywhere.
0: Yeah,
1: we literally don't have to anywhere to go. Yes. <laughs> so for them, unless you move into the sewing of most marks. and let's say the bridal stuff, but also the normal out the normal because most of them are in a red so And so an event, Women in decor, bridal styling, most of them are not doing work now. The makeup and a, a whole lot of stuff. And so it's a ripple effect of all other things. Because if there is a wedding, definitely also a a new dress to the wedding. Yeah. It means sewing the new dress to the wedding, the dressmaker gets something at the wedding. There'll be a buffet. Let's say food. So the food, the one into food, is getting something. At the wedding, you style the bride. The make, and um, the hairstylist is getting something. The makeup artist is getting something. Then the one sewing the dresses and the gown, ga- the gowns and the dresses is also getting something. So imagine, even if the five hundred people, the income, the these. The people have mentioned right now they have gotten, so it's a ripple effect. That means if the person doing the deco once she takes the money, she also go and buy materials from for the deco from another person. So the supplier of those materials who they have gotten something. So now it's a ripple effect of everything and the whole every industry is getting a share of it. We are just bringing that looking moves away and then we'll be able to work well. Okay.
0: So I um I want us to look at some of the lessons we can take from this because our workflow has changed. The way we operate on a daily basis has changed. I just want us to look at how the pandemic has taught us to do things differently and how these things that we are incorporating into our new normal is helping
1: SMEs currently. Okay. So um how we can survive in this night. I believe um we all have to use this to look for creative ways in move forward. Creative ways in the sector. Now, people are having online with them. That means the person doing the decor, and the makeup artist, the better stylist, have what to do. But they must do it in such a way that um, on the budget, it's OK for the person. So now, I wouldn't have let's say 1,000 people around. But how can you design to fit the 1,000 people I wanted whilst we are two in the room but the people in the room wouldn't be much sometimes it's five six but the person wants the dream wedding like how she would have done it with a thousand people around now the decor and then the bridal team have to look for a new way of doing it and me with the online wedding i've seen some it's been good it's creative so and businesses without presence online, online present now have to really consider getting their stuff online. Now the new normal, people would want to sit in their homes and order faster. People would want to sit in their homes and get things done without necessarily mo- necessarily moving out of their house. So, and um, if I can sit in my house and get the food the drinks I need and the dresses I want to wear, my shoes, without going to the market, it would really help me invest in this time. Now businesses without their goods online would have to consider and then get their goods online. And then I believe we'd have to diversify our income. You have to get multiple streams of income. You can't say, okay, I'm only selling rice. What if Unis decides not to eat rice today? Or well, the doctor tells you needs not to eat rice for like six years. Oh, wow. Does that mean you lose? Uh-huh, it means you are losing, let's say, a customer. You would have to, let's say, add um, tomatoes. You would have to add pepper. So if I come and then I can't find, um, I don't eat rice. Definitely, I buy pepper for my stew. I buy tomatoes for my stew. So now we have to look at diversifying our income and getting multiple streams of income. So let, yes, you are into business, but if you have, let's say, the pepper invested, like the treasury bills and the bonds and those things, the mutual funds, yeah, are still running. So yes, now the profits you are getting from your business is low, but. You have the other source to survive on. Uh-huh. So now you have to look for different ways and then add the tabs to the business so that even after the pandemic, if there's a new normal, you still survive. Because if I have customers only coming to the shops and the government closes my shop for, let's say, three months. Will I not survive, I'd have to also look for different methods in getting the money I need. So, yes, there's WhatsApp, there's Facebook, that's for the online. Apart from you sending them online, there are people who also do door-to-door. They put their goods in a van and then they get a megaphone and they will be moving around. There's a gas cooker services people in my area. They come like every Thursday. Gas o- gas oven cooker services. So, bozing gas. <laughs> bozing <laughs> gas. Cooker. So, on a nutshell, maybe you've not even thought of, let's say, cleaning your oven. But you hear them every Thursday telling you the importance of cleaning it, telling you the importance of getting somebody to clean it. So now you're not, he's reducing your cost because you won't carry their thing to town for them to clean it for you. He's coming to your house and then he clean it for you. You can sit there and look at them, do it and make sure that's okay. Everything is intact. So it's a creative way. I tell you, because I never thought of, oh, okay, cleaning is a, a gas over the no. move. But once he's telling you um things about it you want to know and the last thing I'll say would have to identify um interconnected um industries the things interconnected intertwined. Okay, so let's say I sell shoes if I sell shoes would somebody want a clash that would match the shoe she wants so now it's like two in one now I'm getting the person to buy a shoe and a clutch at the same time. If I'm doing wedding decor for wedding, yes, a wedding at a wedding, um, I could also ask something that would link up. If I do a good service, if the person is having a naming ceremony, it's highly that the person would come back for me to do the decor for that. Now I would have to. You know, look for links in between so that even if the decor for wedding is not really active, it's decor for naming ceremony you know, sold intact. It's decor for let's like say parties. So people are still having their parties. if I sew, if I sew, yes, if I sew dresses, now people are not bringing their clothes for me to sew but can I have a ready-to-wear line so that at the end of the day, yes, I've sewed the skirt along. I'm showcasing them. Somebody says it and is like, okay, I don't have an Ankara skirt. Can I buy this and add it to my already? So now I've reduced the taking of measurements and then sewing it pre-order. But now I've already made it. So it's a ready-to-wear collection. Can I have that? Uh-huh. So yes, we'd have to look for, just as I said at first, creative ways. Sometimes we are not even in the industry. We have to just do some touch up and then pass by and then you survive. So yes, that's the answer.
0: Okay. So from from what you're saying, um, it, it means that we'd also have to acquire new skills. These days, we we yeah. seem to have a lot of time on our hands. If we can diversify means that we also need to get new skills so that we can enter new places. So, with the time yes. that we have and on hand, we can learn new things and, and start profiting yes. from them.
1: Um, I read a book, I read somewhere that when you do something 21 times, it becomes a habit. So, yes. if I want to learn how to exercise, i have to allocate the time because next to every day six to seven i'm using it to exercise so once i do it 21 times, there's a likelihood that on that on day number 22 i'll get up and go and exercise so after day 22 i'll go to day 23 and within a after a month i've acquired a new habit so now in in being in the house you can, there are many channels you can learn on from YouTube, to Pinterest, to TikTok. Just identify something you want to do. Okay, I've seen people let like the beading dresses, kinted dresses and wedding dresses. Can I learn how to be? What do they use in building? Okay, I've seen a design. Can I try it out? I do the first one, I do the second one. Okay, on the third one, I can bring out my own design, something small and other. Then as I le- as I do it, the more I become good at it. Uh-huh, so we have to use it to learn. And I tell you, maybe also will help. Because yeah. there are some things, you don't hear people talking about it, but they are there. Once you read the book, you know how, okay, said branson started maybe virgin records at 16. okay i'm 26 i'm 30. i'm now starting What mistake did he do that i can avoid yes it's in a different area but you can read learn one or two things apply it to your own and see how it works right. so reading also will help
0: And it's very true, reading is a very good way of acquiring knowledge and even new skills. I think I Uh, once heard a lady testifying of um, reading that even if you don't know how to cook, if you read a book you read a cookbook, it gives you directions on how to cook. So reading can really help you to acquire new new skills too. You
1: see with reading, okay You are let's say acquiring somebody's 30 years experience in a single book. Yeah. Uh huh. There's this book, The School of Money. I read it in January. The man has established himself as a financial expert. But I'm able to acquire his knowledge of let's say 10 years in one month. What I have to do is occasionally come back and then revise my mood on it now he even talks about things yes i had a general knowledge about it but i I didn't know they were as divided into portfolio as asking you have to have a portfolio what kind of is it a paper asset is it like an active a passive income all those things i'm learning it without necessarily knowing him so I've been able to acquire his obvious experience in one month. And it's good. Yeah. But I will entreat anybody who would want to move forward, not even in business, only in business, but in every aspect also we enjoy reading and learn. Yeah.
0: And and speaking of learning, I think that's also uh it's it's also very important that we educate people especially speaking of market women and people who are not necessarily um, formally educated. We are saying that SMEs form a huge part of our economies, but then most of the people who are in SMEs are people who are not necessarily formally educated, especially in our part of the world. So it's also essential that we do our best to educate these people and help them get some form of training today we see that technology plays a really important role in everything that we are doing even with banking and saving your daily um, income how are financial institutions helping these women to save more or to keep their income safe so these are a few challenges that I think we need to be looking at ways of um, mitigating. These days, mobile money seems like a really good resource for for most SMEs and market Mama, I'm hoping that the connection between mo- mobile monies and banking facilities become a lot easier because sometimes the process of maybe moving your money from mobile money wallet to bank and you know vice versa is come better so i think that's yes. it's a responsibility for our financial services to take up and then help these to help all of us in fact and i think as individuals we can also do our best to help help educate see whether it's one-on-one you meet people and you can give them some sort of assistance, you should be able to help them in that direction. But I think that our financial services also need to do better for all of us, especially yes. in this pandemic situation, in giving us more options to to access better financial services.
1: Yes, but in educating them, we'd have to come down to their level and stop this whole big English kind of thing. You see big English. Oh yes. We live in a country where when somebody gets the opportunity to come really down to the level of let's say daily change. The person feels big, so he is now the time for the person to show up. And now is the time for you to come down to their level. Okay, so I'm speaking Chin. Okay, or the ones it's all biology, it's a baby, it's be 50 percent. It's so a 50 percent, you will pass with pass. So she will never to be too home. And not when you come and wear your white t shirt and your jeans, <laughs> come and stand there. Oh, save, save, save. When I tell you to save, and I say it, you understand. And when I tell um, the woman who saved, like I say? I oh, if I tell her, oh, my first one, I will be an official person, would they? A mood 20 persons, will my baby being I've not come to a level. What the concept I really want to do, you get it? Uh, mm-hmm. So, if you really want to educate them, you have to come down to their level. And then, one thing I find, um. Something about the financial institutions when they come they don't really explain to the market women what they are doing and what they are doing for them yeah you see there's a difference between insurance microfinance the savings and loans company and the bank yes okay. there are differences but when the insurance company people come they don't explain to the market women that oh. You don't explain it to them. Then the market will think, okay, the insurance package is a SUSU package. Now she's going for her money, then you hear, say, hey, you can only withdraw, let's say 15%, you can make a partial withdrawal. And here, Sikako told me very clearly, and it's happening. All they'll say is, "Okay, man, team hurting her." Then they are like, "Okay, we're we're different Monday." Abaya one brother begin Sikalo, but they don't explain it to them. They they- when you're going for a loan, how many financial institutions will sit down and tell you, "You've"? What to social aid do you say? Maybe two hundred CDs. Two hundred CDs. no. If you were social, you tell me how to pay to me A what I say, then i account, no. To make your interest, you to break it down for the person to understand. Because most of the times, people confuse insurance with social, then they come to the office, they want their money, it become a whole mess. But if we are all explaining things as it is, I'm sure the easy market women would want to do business with the financial institutions and not hide their money in the market spaces and in their houses. Yeah, I agree. And I still, if people were were faithful, these marketing men would even want to employ the graduates to help them move their businesses to the next level. I you see, the graduates comes and then he's cheating them with their pet. Or they the pen, or the pen may barely to She add just two zeros, if a thousand, and I add just a zero, it's now ten thousand. We going to numbered like ten times, but if the person is asking truthful okay, this is the financial um, account for the business. At the end of the year, we had, let's say, after the audit, we had that. That is what some people in other countries do. And then they're able to get data on all SMEs and then they know how to even help them. But for here, if I come in an employee unit and I'm like, okay, units, I don't have a mark, I can pay $500 you need to take she was like, oh, yes, I will take it. But she knows the reason why she's saying I'll take it. Okay, because I said, oh, if I'm able to pull the 50 CVs, no, even if I, I pull four, okay, i get 200 CDs. My mat, by the I, I can use it before the month ends. Okay, the woman said, please, okay, I'll, I'll, when she brings the goods, i just be pulling one top every week. Then I'll be packing it in my room. By the end of the year, I'll be able to open my own boutique. Next time, if you thought if you do such a thing, and you tell this like, OK, employ a graduate who is doing financial accounting to come and help you. What does that mean? Mami, this is the thing where it is. At least let me manage. It. I'm able to eat. Uh, so yes, I think you should do those things. It also means that graduates,
0: and formally educated people should advise themselves and stop belittling these women one and two stop trying to um, cheat them as well i i i've honestly heard um stories of people who have had the chance to support these people and have misused it but then there are also um, other individuals who are really helping people in SMEs, especially when it's um, a relative or a family member or someone close to them, you know that they are able to offer some good oh, yes. support to them to scale their businesses. Oh,
1: it's not just the graduate. If somebody tells you. Me- I'm going into a contract with you. I can give you thousands of a month. Are you okay? Come and best the A, B, and T. If you are not okay with it, don't go in for it. I'm going to steal from the person. If the person is giving you this and you feel that okay after two years, you want an increment. Sit down with the person and say, "Okay, I came here. I was taking thousands. Now the prices of goods and stuff have been raised." Would you please move it to 1000 to 1300 If the person feels she can afford, she'll, she'll gladly give it. But so, don't go and then be stealing from the person. Because you never know when you become an employer. You never know where you need the help of that man. So, yes. And uh-huh, another thing is, you see, in Ghana, most of the businesses don't have a vision. Visionless.
0: They don't know where they're going.
1: Yes. Um doesn't how good a pimp store, how good? If I'm trading on my head. Okay. So that's how the usually say. So I have a family life. I live in this neighborhood. I need their money. They I'll be selling condo. Condo is available. More or more. In that state, 12 months or in two years, how do I want it to be like? Do I want to have a shop where people would now move and come and buy. Uh, yes. So after two years, I've been able to acquire that shop. Now I want to move on. What do I do? Okay, I can package the the condo, send it to let's say the industries in my area. So like FPA, Noda Hotel, Uku Farmer, D and so I can package it and then send it to them because some of them can't come to the shop. So I send it to them, take their order, okay. That's one wants Kuman do ten CDs, Cassava do three CDs, she wants it today. Tuesday, there's one wants let five CDs, two CDs. I take the other and send it to them. Now after that, how do I want to move? What's the next step for me? So yes, we should have a vision and a plan in place. And not just wish that, ooh, mm, I wish I had a shop and I want a shop. There's a difference between the two sentences. I wish if I get it, fine. If I don't get it, fine. But I want a shop. Yes, I want it. So I'll take steps in getting there and not be spending my money. Well, because I have a vision and I can extend must stuff every funeral, You must and buy the funeral clothes. Everything that is there needs to market If you do that, you wouldn't make some money in the business. But once you have a vision, you will drive what you are doing.
0: it's a very important point. I think so many businesses remain as that SME Level because of the lack of vision and direction for the business. So it's important that whether you are in it or you are trying to get into into it, you should sit down and think through what you want for the future of your business. If it's something that you are committing to, then you should have a plan of action. We don't want to stay at level one forever. You want to move forward and upscale. And in upscaling, you need a plan. And then a sense of direction for the business so that you is clear in your mind and you know exactly what you are doing so that it even informs the decisions you make because if you know that in the next five years you want to own a shop or you want to expand your branches then you'll be working towards acquiring new spaces And then probably getting more supplies, for example. Oh, yeah. So having a plan informs the the decisions that you make presently for the business so that you can move it forward. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay, so as a way of wrapping up, by way of wrapping up, Final words for women on SMEs, especially for young for young people. Young people these days are, are gaining interest in in business. Final words for young people and to enter the SME space.
1: Okay, so i'll wrap our pretty things. So, you see them put we'll it started from something. You shouldn't be afraid and start small. Start small. If it's letting it, 500 it you can start with, start with it and be diligent, and God will bless the work of the hand. And number two, you shouldn't let this pressure of the internet get to you. That social media pressure where they make it seem like oh, they own a million dollar business. Okay, for them. Every day, there's a constant deal. They don't have new stuff, They are lying. Be diligent in what you have. It's not every day that they make their stuff. They make it look like, hey, oh, don't feel that oh, they have this million dollar business and you're going to have. Maybe you are better off than them. Because let's say the person who is posting, maybe she doesn't even have a shop. Or she has a, a, a mannequin and some small goods in her room. But let's say for you, you've been able to acquire a shop. So don't make it seem like, don't let their pressure get you, you know? Social media, everybody puts their good stuff there. They don't post their struggles. So be cool with what you have. Be content. Amma has 10 shops. You have 2 now. Ask Amma how she got to the 10. And learn from her. Uh-huh. So don't let the pressure bar you. But start Sometimes it will but don't let it bab you. Learn how to be okay, learn how to um, be cool. And number three, don't forget the God factor. Apostle Joshua Selman said something. He says, You don't open a shop and then automatically people come there to come and buy from you. No, there's something you must do. You have to pray, you have to learn how to have the God factor in business. But sometimes you sit down and be like, hey, how did I get there? So you shouldn't even forget the God factor. You should learn how to have a relationship with God, let God be in the number one in the business, and He'll move you forward. Because sometimes when you hear stories of other people, you know that ah, there's a speed coming from God moving this person forward. Because me, I tell you when I entered into business, after first year business, it wasn't even really first year, was Okay, I started, let's say, fully started, let April. April, I started. Mm, I do mm. When I checked my balance at the end of the year, I was feeling myself. I was like, what is this me? Oh my God. <laughs> I think you can imagine. Like, you check your bank balance, and then you see that one, you're like, ooh, that's a year. Ah, so you have to learn to have God in it. And lastly, you have to manage your goal. Business comes with good. It will come with good. So you have to learn how to manage it. The fact that you have, let's say, $300,000 does not mean that any business idea somebody brings up, you have to enter into it. Sit down. As the business is growing, you have to manage it, sit down, learn from where you are, learn where you are going, the kind of strategies, marketing strategies you have to put up, the kind of things you have to do to attract the high-level people you want. You have to, have to manage your goods, because let's say if you start up with one and I have 10, how do you manage all these things together? If you don't learn how to manage it, you'll forget that you are supposed to manage it and then you'll be stealing from before you realize you've left the business to do something else and then you come back and it has collapsed. So you have to learn how to manage it. And lastly, you have to learn, read, get new skills, learn from people's experiences, anything like, and learn from your own experiences. So learn, learn, learn. That's all.
0: Okay, Dr. Katsby, thank you so much for all the wonderful advice you have given to us on how to run our SMEs and how to um, strategize, even in these unprecedented times of COVID-19. We thank you very much for taking time to speak to us here on the Shia well, thank Alpha you
1: podcast. Well, thank you for having me and thank you. For helping me share the small things I know, you see, I'm just a small girl,
0: so just <laughs> not, I think you underestimate yourself, but underrate yourself rather. <laughs> anyway, finally, <laughs> before you go, and um, what is your favorite characteristic
1: of a she alpha? She alpha, I mean, courageous, and hmm. um, you see, if you are courageous, no, no, no. At least you know it's dangerous, but you are willing to take the step into it. So yes, yeah, being courageous is good. Your confidence, wear your smell, no matter what. Yes, it's low, but wear your smell. Okay. Yes, confidence and courage. Okay.
0: And finally, where can we you find you on social
1: media? Okay, so you can follow me on Instagram. And, that's Kisoo, Kisoo, uh, and then you can follow me on Facebook, that's Dokas Kisoo. And then you can follow me on LinkedIn at Dokas Kisoo. Yes. And for Maggie, and so those are my... Okay, for my business, you can follow us on Instagram, on Maggie Adventures, on Facebook. We are now at least doing something still be Maggie Adventures. My gear is N A G I Y E B then Adventures. You find us. And you can contact us for all the dresses you need. Both office, formal, casual, anything. If you want to look good, if you want to look trendy, call my gear. Okay.
0: So thank you very much for having this conversation
1: with us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'm sure we'll talk soon. Yes.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's episode of She Alpha, the podcast. We trust you're walking away with some habits to the next level. We'd love to hear from you. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at She underscore i n t and tell us what you learned from this episode also visit our website www.sheetoffointernational.org for more resources if you enjoyed this episode leave us a review it goes a long way to get our show noticed until next time do more and be more